Hi, I'm Helen Joy Butler, and this is Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality, a weekly podcast series where we talk about sanctuary, spirituality, and everything in between. As a sanctuary creator and elemental space clearer, I help people create sanctuary in their homes and lives in practical, emotional, and spiritual ways. In this podcast, we will be talking about sanctuary, spirituality, alignment, intention, and much more, all in the hope of supporting you on your own sanctuary and spiritual journey. I invite you to take time to pause, to settle in with today's episode, and if it feels right, to spend time journaling your thoughts and learnings afterwards. Because it's when you embody these learnings that you will achieve greater alignment in all aspects of your life. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to this episode of Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality. Today I'm really excited to bring the beautiful Kim Ibrink Jansen to you in this sanctuary chat. Kim is an international spiritual teacher and advisor, universal messenger and founder of the Love for Humanity movement. Receiving messages daily for the new earth with the next steps for humanity Kim shares the wisdom helping us all to navigate and facilitate our lives from our deepest soul perspective, whilst assisting in raising the consciousness of the planet, all while following our own path, mission and soul journey. Kim looks into the soul of every living being and advises each person how to follow their own inner truth, inner wisdom and inner strength while being guided by the universe on this pathway called life. You can subscribe to Kim on her YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok and Twitter and join her Love for Humanity movement for free. All of those links are in the show notes. So let's dive in today and hear from the beautiful Kim. Hi Kim, welcome to the podcast. Hello Helen, thank you so much for joining me, for me joining you. I'm so excited because we've been messaging for probably years trying to catch up and this is the first time. I know, it's so amazing. We can build these relationships online but there's nothing better than connecting actually face to face even though I'm in Brisbane and you're in Western Australia. So, But but again, like I, I have that connection with Brisbane and Queensland because I'm from there. So it's like, yay, it's almost like I get to talk from home or at home, you know, so it's awesome. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Well, now I know I've done a little bio, little intro um, at the start, but let's dive in a little bit more deeply with you, your journey, because I think that the work you do, the the message you bring to the world is really unique and really beautiful. So can you share a little bit about kind of how you got there and what that is? I would really love to share that because it's really interesting um, and it's not something that I don't think a lot of people know because you don't kind of share your message or your story every day around what happened and how you got there. But I do know, and I think we had a bit of a chat earlier around, you know, when people go through hard times and when it's, you know, when we're struggling with something. Um, I was, was struggling with something quite a few years ago and I remember, you know, I started just dabbling in guidance, you know, how can I, you know, have some help and I was into Louise Hay and using metaphysics and things like that to try and guide me you know along the pathway but I never really you know had anything to believe in like it was like I just need someone to help me with what's going on and I never really had anything like and I felt like because I was running my own business back then um in Queensland and um it was it was really, I remember it being really, really tough and I'd be working long hours and struggling to um, just make things work. I mean, when I look back now, it was all in my head, you know, my old mindset and, and, and so forth. But I do remember one pivotal stage where I just literally went on my knees and I was crying and I'm saying, I just need some help. And I just, I didn't have any person to help me because they couldn't see things the way that I could see things. And I had business coaches and I had, you know, all these other people that were supposed to help me, but 
nothing was working back then. And so I do remember just literally surrendering and saying, I just need help. And that's when things started to change. And it was very interesting because I had literally a process of 12, 18 months of massive change. And when I wanted to look back to see how did I get from there to here, the first step was surrender. And it was like, I can't do anything else. I've tried everything. I've done everything that every business coach has told me to do. I've done everything I thought was right. I've got a business degree, you know, and nothing was working. And so when I surrendered, that's when I found that just synchronistic, synchronistically things would just kind of people would show up that would help me. People would give me advice that even though I didn't want that advice to happen, it, when I followed it, <laughs> things did actually start to work out a lot better. And that's where, um, Literally that process of 12, 18 months of just surrendering and just letting people, you know, help me, um, whoever came up and just following the advice as, what, as to what they said, even though I didn't want to do it, actually shifted us through a period where um, we came out the other side. And I remember, and I do remember distinctly, it was the beginning of 2015. Um, all of a sudden I started hearing these voice, this voice in my head saying, do this, do that, you know, try this. Whatever. And I think it was probably always there and I probably just thought it was me just um, making it up. But it did, like I did actually transform from being a wedding planner, um, an international wedding planner into being then um, a wedding industry coach to then being an EFT practitioner. So they all evolved into different, I went, evolved in different roles. And by being an EFT practitioner, I actually found um, using tapping with myself and with others, it did open up some channels. So after tapping for a few years, I then started to receive these thoughts coming through. And then I found when I followed them, things would actually just work out. And that's when I started to realize, hmm, maybe that's not me. <laughs> Maybe that is, and so that's where I'm like, well, that's by me listening to those guidances that I'm receiving and following them and they randomly working without getting in the way, you know, without having fears or worries or thinking about it or whatever, just doing it and then seeing what comes next. I started just like my business just ramped up immediately, like at you know, over a thousand percent of business. Like I was booked out for three months at a time and, and I was just shocked at how that even evolved. But then if I look at the two main elements, it was surrender and following the guidance. And so from that point, I've just always just done that. I know that when I don't do those two things, surrender and following the guidance, things don't work. It's so strange. So it's like, you've just got to do it. Um, but there's so many different elements within us and so many different levels of consciousness that we can operate from that I don't think we can ever get to the end of finding out who we are and, you know, what's going on. And so literally, you know, since that 2015 time, I have I've literally written books. I've got, you know, so much content and I've actually got all around me so many other books of things that I've written and, you know, all that sort of thing with information that I've received over the years. And then I constantly still keep receiving information. And I was showing that um, again with, you know, the pandemic that we're going through and this big shift in humanity, you know, we are, we are being forced to change things. Um, and I am finding um, particularly in the last kind of, you know, 18 months to 24 months, I have been given a lot of really cool tools and ways to deal with things, which then when I would receive them, I would then run study groups and case studies. Um, and then I would learn more about, you know, going down the rabbit hole of all these different processes and different ways that the universe was giving me um, that would be working. And then they would evolve into something else and evolve into something else, which has then come into this movement of love for humanity which is coming from a concept of you know basing everything around ourselves going within listening to the guidance all that sort of thing again because that works <laughs> um and then it's almost like being you know your own self-government government you know your master of yourself and i find that when we are in that place um then we can actually help others like we can be there for other people um more in the present moment rather than thinking about how you can make money or how you can, you know, collaborate, you know, or 
be better than what you're being at in that time or you can just it's just more authentic um, and more real when you deal with your own stuff um, and even down to the point of you know I have got lots of friends and clients who are psychologists and and um, social workers and counselors and you know the whole way of of how we've been taught to deal with emotions and thoughts and things like that is actually changing so quickly uh, that when you know I've received all this information and then I use it on myself and then I use it on clients and it's very very basic and very simple um, that you know I just want to share the message of actually how easy it is to deal with thoughts to deal with feelings using them also as messengers um, because that's exactly what they are. They are messengers from within us that are actually trying to tell us something. And then we need to listen to them, acknowledge them. And um, this is, again, what I'll be telling you a little bit later when we talk about, you know, recent information that's come through and things that we can use um, in our day-to-day -to, -day to help us on our pathway. And the first step is thoughts and feelings, and they're the most important thing, but they're the thing that everyone's having issues with. Well, absolutely, particularly now, given covid given pandemic and yeah. I know I said um, before we, we started this conversation was that you know it doesn't surprise me that it took a pandemic for the sanctuary concept to land um, and and what I'm hearing is similar Beautiful. it's like um, you, we know that your work you know increased evolves from 2015 but really now you're starting to see it come to the fore I think the the challenge for a lot of people is that surrender and when I think of surrender, I think of it in a couple of different ways. Firstly, some things are easy to surrender to, yeah. right? Some things less so. And so how do we, how do you, how, your clients, the people you work with, yeah. how do you navigate, well, surrendering firstly in general, mm. but secondly, particularly those challenging whether it's relationship, whether it's work, whether it's pandemic, whether it's financial, how do we surrender more fully to that? Yeah, I think the thing that I've learned, and again, my, my whole work is based around trial and error. So it's like I'll receive a concept and I will trial it in my own life. And then again, I'm so lucky that clients then trial it for me as well. And, and again, it tends to work. So um, I always say, you know, when those things um, are coming into your awareness, so it's like a relationship or family or work or, you know, health even, I always think that the main or the first step that we can go to to help us to go into the concept of surrender is to use these things that are coming into our awareness as messengers about ourselves. So a lot of people will say, oh, you know, the universe is, you know, is, you know, not working for me. It's, you know, doesn't like me or what have you. <laughs> At the end of the day, the universe, all the universe does is regulate energy. And it's just a lot of different energies together. And so the universe just works from a place of energy matching, like energy matches up together with other energies. So if you think about yourself and another person or a situation, I've always found, touch wood, in my studies, my studies of humans, <laughs> I've always found that there has been an energetic link somewhere either with a situation or another person. So that helps you to not only surrender to what's happening, to say, oh, let me find out why that's coming into my life from an energetic link. Um, but it also helps you to, and I think it's another big part of surrender, which is acceptance. This is happening right now. I think. Um, acceptance has kind of had a bit of a bad rap, especially like when it comes down to things like forgiveness and things like that. People go, well, that means that it's okay that that's happening. And it's like, well, no, acceptance is actually saying, and I'm not, I'm, that I'm acknowledging it's happening. Acceptance is saying I'm acknowledging it's happy, it's happening. And even if I don't like it or I do like it, it's what's happening right now. And you can't go back and you can't go forward. You have to actually say, that's what's happening right now. And that actually helps you to then say, okay, so if each moment is a brand new moment, because it is, <laughs> and I want to change the next moment from what's happening now to a brand new moment in the next one, we have to acknowledge that whatever is happening in this moment is happening right now. 
and then knowing that the next moment doesn't actually have to be the same through acknowledgement of that and learning what that thing is in this current moment to then show us what we need to know about ourselves. And again, when we actually go within and look at what the energetic link is to whatever it is out there, then we can look within and find out what that link is. And again, I've been given the processes to work out how to find out what that link is, to then go into changing what that link is. And then of course, the external reality changes. And it's really simple. Uh, and it's a really fun process because it's like, oh, that bad thing's happening out here. Let me find out what's going on within here and let me change in here or, or transmute it. I like to transmute into this rather than changing or fixing um, because, again, you're just being different in each moment. You're not actually um, changing who you are and you want to really come back to who you naturally are. And I do find that a lot of the things that we're carrying in this life is, is usually things that we've been taught or that we've learned, which is from someone else. And it's not part of our pathway. And that's, again, why things go wrong. So let's use the relationships. Let's use the environmental or the, you know, worldwide pandemic to say, well, where's the energetic link in, in, within me and what is it bringing up? And, again, the way to find that out is through thoughts and feelings about that thing. And then that helps you to go within yourself to find out where that energetic link is. Yes, it's a beautiful connection of beautiful amazingness. This might be a good time to bring our card in, actually, for this yes. um, for this episode. So this is from the Guy Oracle deck from Tony Salerno, and it Lovely. says "Moonlight Goddess," and then the other words have to turn it around. Says "Repressed Emotions, Healing, and Reflection." Okay. Now, it's this, yeah, it's got this beautiful, um, got this beautiful lady, you know, bare chested, but with a piece of fabric across one breast, and this gorgeous necklace and like a, a crown of leaves or something on her head, yeah. and she's got these angel wings, and I want to say behind her head is more like an aura, not mm. not a full moon. Um, mm. which it could be a full moon, of course, behind her head, but I was thinking it was more of an aura with these angel wings. So when yeah. I saw this card come up for this particular conversation, and this relates, I think, to what you're saying, Kim, is, and interestingly, in front of this lady, I didn't mention it, it looks like there's kind of like reeds of grass. They're really quite mm. subtle. You can't really see them very well. Mm. But from what you're sharing and what I got from this card, one of the big messages was one step at a time. Be, oh, gentle, yes. be gentle with yourself one step at a time um and that you know we can heal ourselves by simply doing that yeah i think also what i got from this as well is is and this is the way i see everyone is that everyone is is an, an ultimately an angel everyone is that beautiful soul it's just that we change who we are through trying to cope with life and also maybe a little bit of that element of you know having that clothing half covering is again we and that's if you look at it, it's on the heart side it is yes beautiful beautiful yeah and i think i think that you know a lot of us we learn to to hide who we are or who like as to how we think other people should see us and the way that we should turn up in the world and what i'm finding is that that's no longer working if you're turning up in the world as someone else and not who you are you um you will definitely know it because you won't feel good and it doesn't matter how much you try to turn up as this someone else it just won't work and i always use the phrase if it works, do it. If it doesn't work, do something different. Um, and so this is what I'm seeing is with, with that element is that, number one, we are all angels. We are all beautiful souls on this planet, every single one of us, and that's how I see everyone. It's just that people have learned to put a protective layer over the top or to hide who they really are because they think that they'll be safe or they will be protected or that people will like them or what have you. Um, but that's, that's what has to go. And, it, of course, the repressed emotions is usually what people do to hide. You know, they think that they're not allowed to show those emotions. But the emotions, I call the emotions um, messengers because it's like an alarm bell. So, you know, when your alarm goes off in the morning and you wake up and you turn it off and you get up and you start your day. Like I always, I always see emotions as a way of 
uh, or getting you to wake up to say there's something you need to know. So it's like an alarm. And then when we use processing um, ways of processing the emotion, and your body is designed to process each and every emotion, even the deepest grief I've found, once you allow it to process and your body does naturally process every single emotion, you come back to that inner peace and you come back to the message which is what you need to hear and what you've actually forgotten about yourself. And that's where you come in with that soul wisdom. Um, and so every single emotion guides us to getting that soul wisdom. So when we repress them, it means that we're actually getting far away, further away from our soul wisdom. When we allow them and feel them and acknowledge them, um, then we can get that connection to that soul wisdom, which is then the healing or the natural healing process. And then when you look at reflection, and this is coming into a lot of the work that I'm doing now with people is um, reflection and observation. And that's extremely powerful with observation. Um, I've been studying a little bit of quantum physics over the last few years. And um, I've received just in the last week a, what did I call it? <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, what did we call it? Uh, it was, it's a, it's a quantum, actually, I think I've got it still here. Let me just say what it's called. <laughs> I'll just bring this down. Um, it's a quantum, here we go. So it's a quantum universal holistic health initiative. <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> What it does is it actually incorporates all levels of, of self and, um, and it tackles all, all elements of a human being, which is mental health, physical health, spiritual health, emotional awareness, trauma, health, health issues, pain, past and present experiences, and as well as external conditions. So what we do is we look at each one of those elements and... Um, when we look at them from an awareness point of view, because when you, when you have the chance to sit down and look at what is happening, funnily enough, when you look at it like you're watching a movie, it changes. And I was surprised that that was happening and I wanted to know why that was happening. Um, just by observing something, it changes. Well, if you Google um, the double slit experiment, it's actually a quantum quantum theory experiment where um, it shows that when something's observed, it naturally changes. And when something's not observed, the results are different, which then goes to show that nearly every scientific experiment that's ever happened is actually, has actually biased because they're all observed. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and then when they're observed and it's a thing called directed energy. So when something's observed, the energy from the person or the thing that's observing it directs energy towards it, which actually changes the result of it. So then what we've been doing in my groups is, is looking at all these elements of self and observing each one. And one of them yesterday had um, back and shoulder pain and has had that quite debilitating for a while and we said well let's just take that out and look at it and she said it's gone oh my gosh I love it I went what <laughs> and she just said it's gone instant because you change it by looking at it and so if you think about most of us in our day-to-day -day lives we live them from it happening to us or in us but when you get a chance to sit down and again the reflection you sit down and you look and I think that's why the way the reflection has come from sit down and observe what's going on take time to look at all these things they naturally change by themselves and that's just quantum theory it's it's not rocket science and, you know, as I'm finding as we go along, shifting consciousness and awareness from our third dimensional reality into whatever dimension we want to play around in, um, <laughs> things, things just aren't relevant or don't exist when you shift consciousness into another dimensional reality and do you know, different vibration and frequency. And, uh, and that's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and welcome, like very welcome. Because if you can shift a physical pain in a particular way that yeah. literally happens in the blink of an eye, why wouldn't you be giving it a try? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very interesting to play around with. And so I think, you know, that's probably one of the biggest elements of the work that I do is, is that everything is an experiment because the things that I'm given, and I'm not saying I'm, not, I'm the only one getting them because and that's why I've set up, we've set up Love for Humanity is that 
lots of people are getting the same messages. And it's like, well, let's all collaborate. Let's work together and share these messages and, again, experiment with things that are coming through in our own lives and be the example of how these things work. Um, and, again, it's not saying that one way is the right way because we're all operating in different dimensional realities and we've all got our own veil, our own perceptions, um, which I was showing in a study a couple of years ago that I did that, you know, all our perceptions are created before we're born. Because then, you know, when we come through, and it was just through a study that I did where I was showing, I was given a list of questions for someone to look at, okay, what's going on now? And let's find out where the origin was. And 98% of the cases were in utero. And I'm like, wasn't it from an experience that happened that created this issue, this issue? And I was, and I had a little chat with the universe saying, what is the deal here? I thought it would be from something, you know, something that's happening now is from a childhood trauma or something like that. And we would easily be taken back. And yes, I would, that would happen in some of the cases, but most of them were in utero. And I'm like, how is that, that a baby in someone's, in their mother's stomach has an idea about themselves and the world already. And it just came through so clearly is that how can you have the experiences you're meant to have as a human being if you don't have a perception about it? Mm. And that's why you can have you know, so many children born to the same family or treated the same way, but they see things differently. Yeah, so powerful because yeah. we often want to go back to whatever the trigger was when we were two or 12 or 28 yeah. or whatever but sometimes it's not that it's I mean 98 98 of it you just said it's from would not believe I couldn't believe and so and I used to again one of the things stages I went through was going into past lives and clearing past lives and you know that was a really fun stage because it's great to see you know experiences from other other realms and other you know timelines and things like that but now what I'm finding is as we're we're shifting into you know alternate dimensional realities of course the concept of time is not linear mm. so in essence we don't need to go back to anything at all <laughs> because when you're operating from a higher consciousness and you look at something now and you realize especially when you're looking at clearing you know lineage and, and past you know ancestral pain well when you operate and you you deal with it from a higher consciousness i don't like using the word higher just a different one <laughs> that than the other ones. Um, then what happens is that they're cleared from everything because time is actually not linear. It's actually all happening at once. Yeah, so it's kind of like this big column where if, yeah. I shift, if I shift something here, it shifts it across the board in the yeah. whole column. And, like, I love your question around how do you surrender. Well, it's like, you know, even the concept of shifting is becoming a little bit outdated when you come down to the concept of spiritual growth or whatever is it's it's just awareness. And that's what I'm seeing when you, when you come into awareness of something already because you're looking at it, it changes and you can trans, transmute, transform into something else and it allows you to leave it wherever it needed to be in a past experience and just saying, well, I've done that, which I'm just so happy we're here. Because no longer do I have to sit here tapping for three hours. <laughs> it can happen much quick, more quickly. I, was, I used to write, I'm not sure if you were aware of these, but I used to write a lot about highly sensitive people and highly sensitive children, right? Mm. And it was very obvious to me that that word sensitive was really loaded for me. Wow. And even just to say that word, I'm kind of feeling a bit anxious about it. I just burped, which means it's an energetic <laughs> shift. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big burper as well. So for everyone who listens knows when that. You said, when you said that, I just and burped and I'm like, okay, yeah. you're under something there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I shifted it to highly aware person <gasps> or highly aware child. And, you know, the profound shift of even if I just sit the word sensitive and sit yeah. the word aware and I ignore the other words attached to that. Sensitive to me is I'm red, I'm raw, there's something, um, you know, perhaps wrong with me physically or energetically um, that makes me not fit this space. So there's something wrong with me. That's yeah. what that word says to Helen. And then when I look at the word aware or felt into the word aware, it's like claiming back, owning mm -hmm. my truth, being, and I'm getting all goosebumps, be saying yeah. this, so it's definitely yeah. some truth there. You know, 
coming back, stepping back, surrendering into my soul instead of, in inverted commas, showing up in the way that I'd either been conditioned or I felt I had to or was right because of this is the situation I'm in. And I think there's this really beautiful, um, I'm not exactly sure that what the word is, there's this really beautiful knowledge, really beautiful kind of, I'll call it welcoming home because that's mm. the name of the course I've just been running. It's like welcoming yourself home to your own truth at the same time being really supportive, really open, really welcoming of other people, whether they're in the same space or not. So yeah. in other words, doing this work, following this journey, going through this process isn't selfish. Yeah. It's actually for the collective. I've always been shown it has to be about us and we do carry again a heavy story around it being selfish or focusing on self. But the thing is, is that when, if you've got yourself sorted, you change, well, you turn up in the world differently to how someone who isn't okay with themselves and you're hundred percent, you know, right with the whole, you know, the language and the different, you know, this is why I'm saying you know, shifting or changing or whatever. It's more about remembering who you are before of the conditioning and even before you came in here with the, what I call the incarnation blueprint mm -hmm. that says that you see things from this perspective. And to be honest, the true thoughts and feelings, they connect us to that deeper truth. I say like this because it's in here um, and they're blessings. And, you know, I think, I think in the general public, how thoughts and feelings are being um, perceived is that they're bad and wrong. Yeah, um, and they need to change. They are such an important part of being a human, but they are the ultimate connector to our inner truth. And this is the bigger message. You know, as I said, like you're, what you're talking about and what I'm talking about is the same thing. And that's where I'm th thinking, you know, all of us are speaking the same language and it's not difficult. It's not hard concepts to grab onto and more people need to know this. And this is, again, why... Love for Humanity was created is so everyone can embrace these concepts um, and share them and collaborate and be the example. Yeah, yeah, because we need more of that in the world. And there's so many of us that know. There's yeah. so many of us that know that. And it's like, how can we, how can, how can I as a person help, help lift others who have similar messages so they can help? Because... I'm one person, you're one person. One person telling the world one thing is not going to do it. Mm. Like we all have to collaborate, like, like collectively show up because we are all saying the same, same or similar thing with our own messages. And I think we need to lift each other up to be able to, uh, you know, promote each other and to help each other because, of course, everyone connects with other people um, who uh, are in alignment with their message. And it's, you know, I make a joke. Sometimes you can say the one thing to someone for a whole year and then all of a sudden they'll hear it from someone else and they're like, oh, God, this amazing message. And I'm like, I've been saying that for the whole year, but it's because it's from someone else. And you know what? That's okay. Because uh, we all resonate and we all shift and change at different times for different things. Someone said something yesterday, which I really loved, which was saying, put it all out there, you know, share everything that you've got. And whenever whoever is ready for it, they'll hear it. They'll see it there. But I think there's so many of us, like listening to you speak, and my heart's just so open with, you know, love for you and everything that you're saying, because it's exactly the stuff that I've been getting. And it's so beautiful to hear other people saying, and it. it's like, more people need to hear this. And it's like, how do we get these messages out there and help those who, you know, as we were saying earlier, the who are still struggling, because we didn't get really here from having an easy life, right? No. <laughs> Very much the opposite. <laughs> we were there going, oh, my God, someone please help me. And that's again. <laughs> we know what that feels like and it's pretty crappy, right? But I think, you know, it doesn't mean that when we're here, wherever we are, that life is easy, but it's that we use these things to help us to grow and evolve. Um, and it does. 
So the bad things that are happening, not only to us and everyone else, but the world is here to help us grow and evolve. And it's like everyone needs to know how to do that, how to use it, because no longer can you just say, I'm sensitive or I'm, you know, I'm stuck or you, know, you can't, that doesn't help you. No, um, not at and, all. No. And I, to, to be honest, I think it's just coming back to feeling into ourselves, knowing ourselves, which actually provides the biggest shift for everyone. Oh, absolutely. And I talk about this concept of the sanctuary toolkit. So it's like <laughs> when everything's going pretty smoothly-ish <laughs> in your life, yeah. you are doing whatever practices, you know, you might be putting exercise in your toolkit, you might be putting meditation, you might be putting healthy diet, you might be putting time with friends, whatever you're whacking in that toolkit, you put as much in there as you possibly can on a daily minute by minute basis so that when you get to the fingernails hanging onto the side of the mountain and you're about to let go and surrender, which is probably what you need to do anyway, yeah. you've got these practices to go back to. And that could simply be, I have taught myself these breathing practices and that's right in this moment. Or yeah. I've decided, you know, I need to take myself for a walk with the dog or have a Nepsen salt spot or whatever the things are, like the practical things. Because as you've already said, we need the practical because, well, otherwise, what's the point of it? <laughs> well, I don't and, see the point. And they're, getting, and they're getting to know yourself. You know, we were joking around the other day, you know, saying we should have a PhD of self. You know, like when we're born, that should be the most important thing that we learn, but we're taught how to deal with the world and it's like instead of dealing with ourselves i really think that everyone when they're born should know every part of their own body and how it operates and be able to be their own i know that the medical field does serve a part but but to have the wisdom and knowledge of our own bodies is really important because again when you don't know what's wrong with you and you've got to go to so many different places to find like that never that still has never sat with me to to find out about yourself you have to go to someone else. That just doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel right to me. Um, and that's, again, you know, how I'm receiving more information around how we can be able to find out more about ourselves. Um, and again, like the experience yesterday of receiving this information, of observing things, and even if it is pain or, you know, illness or whatever, being able to observe it, and even if it just gives you relief <laughs> you know, for a second. But ultimately, the whole concept of, you know, what quantum physics and theory tells us is that when things are observed, they change. Now, if it's as simple as that, who are we to argue? <laughs> yes. Just keep doing it, people. <laughs> Just keep doing it. And uh, this, is, this, this is the thing. I mean, ever since, you know, that whole concept of ascension started and 2012, the energy has started shifting, it's, it's all in alignment for us to do this anyway. So let's just, just follow the guidance. And we are being guided all the time. And the first, first steps are thoughts and feelings. Like I can't stress enough. I was told that they are the first messengers if you want to receive a message message from anything or anywhere, you know, everyone says, oh, I'm waiting for the archangels to send me a feather or whatever. Your thoughts and feelings are your first messengers. Like if you can tune into them, you will be okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's fun. great. Simple, well, simple, <laughs> simple, right? So we know that you were doing EFT. Tapping. Yes. Yes. So are you still doing that or do, have, do you now have other spiritual practices that are part of your day, week, month, year? I um, it's funny because I was I, I've got level one and level two um, practitioner um, certificates of EFT. However, over time that EFT practice evolved into me creating my own concept of EFT. Which, funnily enough, now people who are have their own industry and their own specialisations or what have you want to use that EFT with their clients, not specialising in EFT or anything because they need a certificate to do that, but they want to incorporate that into their practices and so they're asking me to teach them my way, which, you know, that's going back to the olden days, you know, of going back. But, but still, and again, some clients aren't at the vibrational level they need to be to be able just to be aware of things. They need tapping to shift physical energy because, of course, not everyone's at the same level. So I still do have clients that come to me for EFT and I'm teaching people how to... <laughs> 
use this this process of EFT with their clients, whatever they want their clients to do. Um, but what I tend to mainly focus on now is um, it's a shifting consciousness. So it's like where we know that something is this and then again when we look and observe it and go down the rabbit hole of what it actually is, we then have a shift in consciousness, which like we were saying before, when something exists and then you actually look at what is actually true, it wipes out what the concept was before into a new concept, which then doesn't make that other other concept exist or true. So, and now um, I'm burping. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. So so literally, it's it's going down the rabbit hole, and I'm finding because I do have you know regular clients that work with me from time to time. It's like you know when people are working with me, we more use the external realities to find out what's going on within them. So they're my regular one-on-one clients that just say, okay, so this is happening. Let's find out, you know, what we can, you know, what's going on within me to then be showing me this in the external. I don't like the whole attracting things to us or anything like that. It's more, what is it showing me mm-hmm. about myself? Um, and then with, uh, I run a couple of different groups and things like that, which is more about using the thoughts and feelings to go down the rabbit hole um, and shift consciousness. And that's literally, you know, what those groups do um, is shift consciousness into such a place that we literally operate from our soul wisdom. Um, and again, use universal wisdom to come through as well. So one of the Love for Humanity groups is called the Pope Protégé Group, which is where we literally just use the thoughts and the feelings that are happening in our own lives that we are aware of <laughs> to then go down the rabbit hole. If there's external realities that are happening um, or situations, we also use those to find out what's in our subconscious that we don't know. Um, and then with my professional group, it's actually helping people who have a message, similar messages, um, similar um services or even different services but they really want to get that message out there i'm helping them get their businesses out there because again it helps all of us it helps humanity um and uh, we need more people to be able to share their message and to get the message out to a lot more other people who need help absolutely do you find there's many people who in I'm, i'm assuming people working with you are happy to do this but i'm going to ask the question anyway do you find there are many people who don't want to go down the rabbit hole or if they are happy to go down at certain times, but there's this other area where there's a consistent block where people don't want to go down? I think, I, and I'm very lucky, touch wood, I've, I've, I've actually wanted to work with people who, who are stuck. And I remember for years, you know, wanting to really help the people who are really stuck in, you know, blocks or um, situations or what have you that, that are in. But I tend to attract the people who want to go down the rabbit hole, which is kind of exciting because I'm almost like, you know, I'm almost like the observer and I get to also experience going down the rabbit hole with them. And it's very exciting to find out, you know, all the different levels and all the different layers. And for like, like what happened yesterday when, you know, I was given this exercise and with my mastermind, you know, I'm literally given exercises from the universe each week for us to use to then go down the rabbit hole even further and that's where you know this quantum um universal health and well-being concept came up um which allowed us to practice you know if you observe the pain then it'll go away and it's like wow so to be honest most if not all of the clients who see me are all wanting to go down the rabbit hole they want to learn more about themselves the universe um, and also just to go down into those deeper consciousness you know that really deep consciousness because there's so much wisdom in there that all of us and I'm so lucky that I get to do it in groups because then everyone else gets to witness what everyone else gets it's spectacular it's absolutely spectacular and mind-blowing and even better when you've got more people doing it at once it's really magical and so you can imagine I do love the love the work it's exciting to be doing this work because um, I'm an observer just as much as all of them and we're watching this magic just all unfold by going down the rabbit hole and the thing is I keep being shown the rabbit hole never ends and so we're all just constantly learning and to me that is the essence of being here and I know that we're here to learn lessons and all that sort of thing. But again, we're shifting into a time where they're just experiences. We're experiencing watching the different concepts come through, watching, you know, and especially when you really grasp the concept of thoughts, for example, and when you really understand that thoughts are just thoughts and they're not who you are, it's like 
thank God. Like, they're just thoughts. They're not who I am. And to be able to observe thoughts and play with them and, you know, have a bit of fun with the egoic thoughts that are there that are trying to hold us back. I made up a concept yesterday where I was like, just give the, give the ego the finger. <laughs> just, like, just make it funny. It's, it's like we make it fun. We make it adventurous. It's... Um, Going down the rabbit hole is amazing. And the thing is that I like is that you don't know where it's going to take you. Um, and so there's no expectation. And I think part of that shift from controlling and, and moving into surrender is having no expectation as to what's going to happen. Um, and a lot of people, you know, in my journey, I've... I've, you know, done years and years of psychic readings and things for people as well. And you know, people have asked me, you know, tell me what's happening in my future. And it's like when I look into someone's future reality, there's so many different pathways that someone can go down. And I have to say to them, you know, the thing is, is that I'm going to tell you your future if you stay in this current consciousness, um, this is what's going to happen. But so many things can change through whatever decisions you make, different things that you do. Um, and so it's endless. And I think if we can look at life as this amazing adventure of endless opportunities, you know, endless experiences, then that's what they will be. It's, yeah. There's nothing else. And there's no other story. Like a lot of the times when you really tune into your thoughts, and your feelings and you can observe all the stories that your mind tells you about things and then you can just laugh at them and just go, wow, they're the funniest stories I've ever heard. <laughs> I just wouldn't read about it. <laughs> it's the funniest stories. Like when it tells, even especially when it tells you stories about other people, oh, they're rude or they're, you know, disrespectful. And then you just look and go, well, no, they're just operating from whatever place they want to operate from, you know, whatever's going on within their head. But, you know, this is where whatever we think and whatever we feel will be our reality. And then when we can be the observer of all of it, you know, our reality is constantly shifting and changing and having and giving us new experiences. Um, and you can also see that by doing that, you're totally in the current moment. Even this morning, I was driving my kids to school and, and I found my, my mind just not being really present. And you know when you're not being present because you start to feel a little bit cloudy and a little bit scattered. And then I'm like, gosh, we really waste so much time not being here. Mm. Yeah. And it's such a, a privilege to be here. It's an honour to be here. And, you know, 7.8 billion of people are here on the planet. We're here for a reason. And if you find out what that reason is then you can live it. But I think, you know, again, we've been showing we've got to go to school, then we go to work, and then we work our asses off, and then we die. And it's like, that's actually not why we're here. No, no. And as you were talking, I was thinking about our children, but I feel like that's another totally separate Oh, I love kids. Oh, me too. I, we could actually have another conversation because I do work with a lot of children. I've got four of them myself. Um, they are amazing. I love it when they show us our old programs and that you're not aware of them. It's so cool. <laughs> it's super cool. And one thing that I became really aware of parenting our son, so he's now 14 and a half, but I really became aware of the fact that as I parented him, I parented me. Yes. And I hear yes. me um, yeah. because he's also highly aware. And wow. it just was, it was such an honour to be able to give myself that gift. It is beautiful. I think we have these beautiful contracts. I often tell my guys, thank you so much for choosing me. Like, I'm so blessed to be here with you and for us to be doing this. And it's so interesting because, well, you've probably had similar upbringing where it's like the parents, the boss and the child has to listen and respond and conform and everything else. And it's never felt right for me. And so until I made us all equals, if not them knowing more than us, it's like, again, a magical journey with, with each one of these amazing souls. And, I, you know, I tell them, call me out when I'm going into old programming because they will know when that doesn't feel right as well. And it's so interesting, again, to be the observer of those thoughts. And, again, you'll know when you're going into the old programming because you don't feel good by doing it. Um, but, again, having an external person to say, uh-uh, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh. <laughs> It's okay yeah. because they are amazing. They get it. And I think, I think uh, I know, you know, how the world looks now. Um, I'm excited for the next generation to take over. I think it's awesome that YouTubers are making millions of dollars by doing nothing, you know, because we need these examples of people who 
are just being authentically them and being able to show up and doing what they love. Uh, and they're going to keep pushing the boundaries. And I say, go for it. Yeah, totally. Go for it. Yeah. So let's talk about sanctuary. So <laughs> when you hear that word, like what does it evoke in you? Like what, what comes up or what does sanctuary look and feel like? I think the first thing, and I, I think I'm a little bit of a rhyming person. I like putting, you know, different concepts together and they sound really groovy. Um, and as soon as you say sanctuary, I feel like it's sanctuary itself. Like it's like sanctuary is who you are and it's what's, what exists within you. And so as long as you have this sanctuary of self, then it doesn't matter where you are. You're always in that place of sanctuary. And again, everyone has different meanings and concepts of sanctuary, but it brings up for me a place of peace and love and joy. Um, maybe the concept of even home, um, nature, knowing, being, you know, all that sort of thing. They're the kind of words that, that come up for me around sanctuary. And, you know, the thing is, is that the world is so, is so transparent and, and we're all like moving and changing so quickly that, you know, the world is doing this as well. And we can easily lose that concept of sanctuary because, you know, I looked at, I was guided to write down all the places I've lived in my life. I've been, I've been in 35 places. Wow. That's a lot, right? That is a lot. It's like, oh, that's interesting. And even, you know, from living on the east coast of Australia all my life to then living on the west coast, and I'm like, I was sitting there because I'm a beach person, right, and we live at the beach, and it's like this beach just feel, it doesn't feel like home. It doesn't feel, and the message that came through is that it's just different. Do not expect everything to, to feel or be the same. Um, and East Coast beaches feel very different to West Coast beaches. And it's like, I don't know why I expected it to be the same. But the thing is, is that within ourselves, if we have this core knowing of, and I, I hate the whole concept of, oh, you have to know who you are because that's trying to put a label on it. And I think we all go to, okay, so who are we? I mean, even me sending through my bio to you was like, yeah, do I have to? I got to put a label on it. Okay. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, I think uh, if you can actually know who you are without a label, <laughs> which comes back to a feeling, it's like feeling home within yourself, feeling comfortable within yourself. But again, if you're not feeling comfortable, that's okay too. It's, it's just a constant, uh, you know, evolution and revolution of investigating um, knowing, learning, growing. Um, and I think if you can have that within yourself and call that your, your sanctuary, like really sanctuary is where you're safe. And working with a lot of people and going down their own rabbit holes of subconscious and what's going on, most of, and oh, I've got another story, I'll just quickly tell you it. Um, most people are born or, or they have this deep, 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 deep belief that they're not safe. Um, again, on a, on a conscious level, they'd say that's ridiculous. But when you really go to the depths of what's causing issues in their life, it all comes from a place of not safe. And, and I was like, oh, again, recently I was showing that think about when we're born as humans and literally for the first five, if not ten years of our life or even more, we are number one helpless Number two, reliant upon someone else to look after us. So that, again, becomes a neural pathway. It becomes who we are. Um, and then we're meant to be adults and be independent. And it's like, but we've not had that experience. We've not been brought up that way. It's not like we're, you know, born and then it's off you go fend for yourself. We are totally reliant upon other people and we are affected by other people and we are helpless. And I think these are things that we need to, again, look at. Because <laughs> when you look at it, you then go, yeah, that is actually true. But I then can decide whether I want that to continue to be true or not. And I think most people still have that deeper belief because that's what the neural pathway tells you is that's the ingrained belief that you're not safe, you're not protected, you need to be that. Um, and I also went through my own journey of being independent and then realising that, again, that's a crock of shit, you know, because, because at the end of the day, that just separate, it gives you separation from others 
And it's like, it's okay to be dependent upon other people, but it's also to, good for people to be dependent upon you because that's the human experience. And it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. Again, you just learn that as you go along. So you're that when you're younger, then you pretend to try not to be that to then realise that this is what keeps us connected and keeps yeah. us open and, and understanding and empathising with each other. Um, again, it's just all part of the journey. I'll probably say something different in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's perfect. And that's okay. it's evolved. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I feel, I feel like we knew who we were and then we were told who we were not and then we try and remember who we were but we have no idea and then it's coming back to, well, in actual fact, you always knew. And that's where I really like how you said, you know, we don't need to change. We don't need to do anything. We just need to remember. Yes. And that is the journey. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And ultimately I would like to get to my deathbed and feel like there's been shifts and changes and movements in my understanding towards the depth of who I am. Yeah. I don't know if that's the Scorpio in me. That <laughs> could be, <laughs> could be lots of factors. Yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, it's, it, as you said, it's we're here to learn and reconnect with our truth because for those I mean I, I looked at my life and went okay in my 20s I kind of did what everyone said was the right thing to do you know yeah. you got the uni degree you got yeah. married the only thing I didn't do in there was have a kid but then in my 30s I had a kid but that was when everything kind of started to break down and mm. and it was challenging and you know but then by the time and maybe this is you know, 40s, this happens to a lot of people. You just, in, yeah. in my 40s, it's more like, right, who am I? Go find me. And then um, when you get there, when you get there, there's nothing. <laughs> I know. It's a void. <laughs> it is a void. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because, and I've always received the message from the universe that you've got to be, you've got to be something to then be nothing, to then be everything. Um, and again, I've just read, I've just recently read a book where someone explained that, that concept and I'm like, oh, thank God I'm not the only one who's, who's receiving this information. But when you sit in the nothing and be nothing, all of a sudden there is this connection to something else. And again, whatever that is, I don't want to put a name on it because it, it's all based on feeling and that feeling evolves and grows. And it's like whenever anyone does have a near-death experience, for example, and they come back and they explain what it's like to be on the other side, which is just another dimensional reality, it's like there's no human words for what it's like in that other dimensional reality. So I don't know about you, but sometimes when you are in some of these places, there is no human word for it. They use unconditional love, but I'm actually finding that that's not even, it's love is feeling like it's old now. <laughs> It's, it's more, it's more. Yeah, it's, it, there's some, there's a bigness to it that we can't put into words. And I think that you've, you've nailed it because I'm the same. It's like there's this awareness. Yeah. But there's no dialogue in our yeah. world that and that's okay. makes sense of it. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. And I always know when, when we go into the egoic mind because that's when the ego needs to know. It's like, and so whenever, whenever I do have clients come to me with questions, you know, I do take them down the rabbit hole and eventually they, when, because I'm not the kind of person and I'm, well, I'm not guided to be the person to tell people the answer, even though I'm a spiritual advisor and teacher and everything else. I never tell people. I take them down the rabbit hole with me and they tell themselves. Um, and so this is where it's really interesting because initially I'll get the information about, about it, but I'll never say it. I'll say, let's, let's find out, you know, let's go down the rabbit hole. And, and I love when they come to the same awareness as what I received at the beginning and they get to feel the same thing. Because then if you just said to someone what you just, what we just talked about is that it has no feeling and it has no this and it's no words and whatever, and someone really wants to know, until they go down the rabbit hole and get to the experience of something to the nothing to the everything, then they won't understand that. So, again, it's all about the experience of being something Kim, Helen, to being nothing, I'm nothing and I'm in the void to whatever the everything looks like. But again, you can't explain that because when you're in the everything, um, there are no words. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. 
Love it. So let's, because I think we could sit here forever and talk about this, but we probably should try and wrap it up. So let me ask you the only real official question that's yes. part of this whole podcast journey. If you could leave the listener with one piece of advice on this sanctuary journey, what would it be? Let's go within. It's, it's literally, I don't even like the word always go within because we've got, I don't know how to do that. But the main thing, um, and I, I kept getting this book title, but I thought, well, that's a bit rude, Kim. Um, <laughs> the book title is, it's all about you. You know how people always go, oh, that's not about you. It's about them. It's all about you. So if you can make everything about you, because there is an energetic match somewhere within the external world, that's a match for you within. Um, the thing is, is that we are the most empowered when we make it about us. Like I remember back there was a time when I was having some issues with money and I was so frustrated with it. And as soon as I got the message, you make it about you, like you are the main element here. Um, and when you make it about you, then you can do something about it. When you make it about someone else or a situation or a pandemic or whatever, helpless. Mm. And that never, you know, the helplessness never really sat well with me. But then when I say, well, actually there's something going on within me that's affecting or, you know, an energetic match to something external to me, then it's like, cool, I'm going to do something about it. And when I say go within thoughts and feelings, deal with the thoughts, deal with the feelings. And I have processes that I use with clients that help you to like, it's literally one minute to deal with a thought, one minute to deal with a feeling to get you deeper into that rabbit hole um, to go deeper into the truth and then that truth overrides whatever it was that was going on usually in the subconscious <laughs> um, that we don't know is, is creating or it's you know a match to this external awareness and then the reality changes and it's super fun so it's like make it about you make everything about you it's just work again it's a, it's a worked for me it might not work for everyone but for me I'm then in, uh, in control I'm in the power seat I'm the one who can say okay let me look at this and as we've just learned when you look at something it changes okay but when you make it about someone else you're not looking at it yeah but in our society isn't it interesting from little kids we're taught you know I don't know share the this or give the that or you know put the especially other bullying bullying is one thing that's not being dealt with in the right way um again I'm not the right or wrong, good or bad, definitely steer away from any concepts of right or wrong, good or bad. They're just different experiences. But at the end of the day, um, when I've been going down this rabbit hole of awarenesses and looking at things that aren't working, um, I'm seeing that what we've been taught is the complete opposite to what is true. Yes. It's shocking, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, and so I always say to people, whatever you think is true, just like do the opposite of it and you'll be right. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I love it's kind of a beautiful way to end this conversation because it's like let's be radical in our own lives by putting ourselves first and do the opposite of what yes. we, what's coming to us in this moment. And just, you know, this whole beautiful journey of self. Mm. The whole beautiful journey of self is spectacular. And I think, you know, as you said, some people are resistant to go there. But it's almost like and I'm being shown... Um, a similar, similar experience where people say, well, I don't want help from someone or I don't want to receive something from someone because then I'm taking it from them. And it's like, well, actually, how do you feel when you help someone or how do you feel when you give someone something? And they go, really good. And I say, well, you're denying them feeling good by you saying no. And it's like, oh, so you can turn anything around to whatever you need to know simply by using the thoughts and the feelings, the external, you break it down to thoughts, feelings, and external situations. Literally you can find out everything you need to know about yourself and you can turn it around to what is actually true by going down the rabbit hole. And that's where if you don't go to into the journey of self, you miss out on that amazing experience of going down the rabbit hole. It's fun. Yeah. It's super fun. <laughs> I'm a bit crazy. So <laughs> no, no, I, I hear you. I've enjoyed the rabbit hole as well. So now I know it at the start in the bio, I said there was all these different places people could find you. Yes. So yes. can you please share those again with us? Oh, um, okay. So, so I do, um, I'll first off, I'm going to go from the end and go backwards actually from what I shared with you. Um, so I do have the love for humanity movement, which is, um, it's a free 
free group. It's a free membership um, where people can come in. I do a free call every week sharing, you know, new concepts for humanity, our next steps for humanity. I have um, a newsletter that, um, again, if they sign up on that link, they will get a newsletter every week. They'll get it. Um, I'll get access to even come on live like this with me to ask questions about the concepts that I've received um, and how they can incorporate these into their next steps for their own life. Um, and so that's the whole concept of love for humanity. And again, then people have the choice if they want to work with us in the groups for the protege, which is, you know, again, going down the rabbit hole together um, or the professional, which is those who really want to start to make a difference with others in the world and using these concepts and sharing them. So, so that's love for humanity. Um, and again, as I said, that's all free and that's on YouTube. That's also, and that's under my name on YouTube. It's also on Facebook, um, Instagram, all that sort of thing. So I'm um, pretty much any any social media I think I'm in I've just started doing TikToks and sharing messages on TikToks and that's kind of fun uh, for a little while <laughs> just, again it was the guidance I was given and it was really interesting when I first put my first TikTok up it was just as a practice and all of a sudden I got on the for you page and I got over a thousand views <laughs> it's just like okay but again I experiment with it so it's like a bit of fun and games but yeah google my name or go into Facebook google it um you know I've got my page there and I share everything on all of those platforms, different things, different messages, um, different videos, just again, whatever comes through into my awareness, I share. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Well, I will provide all of those links as well, Kim, in the show notes Thank as you. well. So people can come straight to you and learn. Play, play down the rabbit hole. Yeah, let's go. Let's yeah, yeah. I say down there. <laughs> it gives you an image of um, what is, what was the, one who went down the rabbit hole. What was it? Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, yeah. yeah. That gives me that image of, because that is a very playful concept as well. So, but yeah, it's, um, and as I said, touch wood, most people, if not all people who see me, um, are seeing me to go down the rabbit hole. So, um, yeah. and it is super exciting because really the rabbit hole is within us. Oh, totally. Let's meet there one day. That sounds fun. <laughs> Definitely, any time. And again, I think I'd love to chat about the kids because they are the ones who are definitely, um, I'm excited for when they, they come and help the world evolve and grow. Yeah. They are super keen and um, they're not going to take no for an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which love them. Perfect, cool. Okay, yeah. well, thank you so much and we will definitely diarise another chat to talk about kids. Thanks. Sounds lovely. So good to see you. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me today, talking about sanctuary and spirituality. I hope that the learnings you received in this episode are helpful for you on your own journey. But as always, I'm here to support you. So if you would like, please do reach out and share your thoughts with me. And also, please feel free to like, share, comment or review this episode. If you'd like to connect with me more, please go to my website, helenjoybutler.com. And I invite you also to join the Sanctuary Inner Circle. That's our beautiful group who talk about sanctuary spirituality and everything in between. But until next time, take care and much love.